Yo, 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 my people, what's up? We back on the Swerving Podcast with a special guest. We back on the Season 5, Episode 5. We got a St. Louis native, APGA golfer, but he's Arizona living right now, so we had to get him on the on the mic over the phone, but he's here, and I thank him for his time. It is Christian Heavens, baby. Thank you, man, for coming on. Man, I appreciate it, man. It's an honor to be on anything from the hometown. You know, like you said, I'm, I'm far away, but, you know, Always trying to rep and do something with the city, so I appreciate you for reaching out, dog. And let me have, have me on. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been just kind of scooping around on Instagram and trying to get into you know uh, people's lives that got stuff going on in St. Louis. And I saw you were definitely a St. Louis alum, but you got bigger things going on with the golf world, so you had to get out of here. Uh, kind of catch us up on what you got going on within yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm back, you know, back playing. So I just moved out to Arizona. Uh, I'm out in Scottsdale. And in the wintertime, you know, golf isn't uh, the weather isn't conducive for golf in, in St. Louis and the Midwest. <laughs> so I, I used to live in Orlando, um, but now I just needed some different new scenery. So I switched it up and I'm out here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And just grinding, man, getting ready for the season. Uh, the weather's beautiful out here. So I'm able to practice every day. Uh, long days and it's nice right now man I, I came home a couple of weeks ago for my grandma's birthday it was good to get a fresh of a breath of fresh air with st louis but it's i'm glad to be back in the warm weather i don't know what y'all got out there but you know that weather out there is so bipolar it'd be 75 one day and mm-hmm. 32 the next yeah we just had that uh we had a whole week of rain and then today we got that like light light little peak of spring like a, a a feel good 45 and then now it's freezing again so yeah man couldn't build a routine out there dog I had to get out i hate to say it <laughs> <laughs> no i feel that man um but yeah you definitely got things going in golf uh what i was interested in want to know more about you know you and you know what got you going and where you're at now uh and we'll dive more into that throughout the conversation but what was that what was finding the game of golf like for you and uh what what got you that burning passion to like I'm gonna get solid at this game. Yeah, man. It, you know, golf found me. Like I never, I wasn't old enough to find it at the time. I, I started playing. My grandfather, he gave me my first set of clubs for my first Christmas. So um, I wasn't even one one years old. I was barely. I don't even think I was walking. Um, and he always used to take me out to the course. So I grew up in the east on the east side of, uh, of the river. Okay, okay. So I was at this course called Grand Mariah. Uh, out there in East St. Louis. I haven't been over there. What you say? I haven't been over to that one yet. I've only uh, golfed Mystic Oaks over in Illinois. So, okay, yeah, man, it, it's sad, man. It used to be like a really good court. I mean, it still is, but back it, back when I was coming up, it was like I was in its prime. I mean, a lot of people used to come out there, NFL players, whenever they came in town, um, messing around and played out there. Now. They're going through different ownerships, and we got a couple guys trying to bring it back. But a lot of people haven't, you know, haven't seen it in this prime uh, recently. So it's cool, though, you know. I, this, but that was my stumping grounds, man. That's where I learned how to play golf and learned a lot of my personality and character and developed my love for the game out there. <clears throat> uh, so young Christian and out there with Grandpa, like, how was he teaching you the game? Yeah, you know, he just gave me the basic fundamentals. But, you know, kids, man, we so, we're so like visual learners for the most mm-hmm. part. Like, we'll see things and just pick it up. So just me being out there and watching, like, and there was a lot of good black people. He used to play golf with a lot of the legends in the area. Um, Springfield, Scobie, Earl Parhams. Uh, I got to look up these got, black golfers because I'm, I'm not hip. 
Yeah, yeah. man. They they just some, the good guys. They just be out there all the time, just gambling and betting, and right. they get around the golf course, you know. Uh, so I, I picked up different parts of their games um, as a junior, just picking up, saying like, okay, Mr. Springfield hit this high ball flight, nice little high draw. How you do that? Like, he does this move <laughs> here and there. My my grandfather, he was just a ball striker, so my swing, a lot of my swing mimics his. Right. Um, I was just a visual person. That's really, and then you know, soon after that, Tiger came around in '96, '97, about '96. And obviously, he was a big inspiration being able to see somebody that looked like me um, out there with success and major success and impact on the game of golf. I definitely emulated uh, and imitated a lot of things that I saw with him. No, for sure. And uh, I feel like Tiger's changed that for all all of us. And that's kind of how the game of golf is growing. Uh, it kind of just gives like brothers like us like, man, I kind of want to go try this out, you know, because. Uh, yeah. I just I tell you one thing like before when I was in high school I was like man I, ain't, I don't know like golf ain't cool like I ain't I ain't wasn't play no golf and stuff but when I got out like start turning twenty one and you know sitting older and don't want to go run up and down the court no more I start man what's what's Tiger out here doing you know what was he doing and man right it's just like you got to respect that and golf will humble you in so many ways because like I was an athlete that I can go have three touchdowns in a game run for two fifty and you know, get off the bench in basketball, have me some 15 points. But in golf, like, I ain't going out there and shooting par or under, like, and it took, a, you know, it took a long time to even crack 100, you know. So yeah, it, that, yeah. it, will, it will humble you and just bring you to an aspect of life if you really want to love the game of just, uh, you know, getting better and, and finding, you know, finding a niche to do that because you got to – it, it takes a lot to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, and one of the things that Tiger made did that was great um, one for helping him play and be a, just a better athlete or a golfer was that Tiger was an athlete. He treated the sport like an athlete. He um, he worked out right. He was fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he trained a certain way. He was took care of his appearance. And that golf is always questionable is whether golf was a sport or not. Like a lot of people didn't take it as a real sport. But once Tiger went out there, like I feel like if Tiger was black yes and like some big fat guy out of shape kind of out there <laughs> looking sloppy i don't think he would have had the same effect right. now you know other athletes see tiger being an athlete like a lot of ex nfl players nba players um in major all sports right other mm-hmm. athletes transition into golf because they now see it as like an athletic sport or as a sport in general yes and, so Tigers, and, and Tigers brought that to that point. For sure. Absolutely. Um, where, uh, so coming from, moving from St. Louis to Arizona, how's the game of golf different? And how do you, uh, what do you got to do more to like stay up with them guys that you might be like par- paired up with in a group out there or whatever, you know, just so like you feel like you're playing okay to your game? Yeah, man, the game's still pretty much the same. Um, you, you got to hit the ball where you're looking, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. Sometimes, you know, there's – in St. Louis, we got little hills and things like that. They got the mountains out here, which has effect on how the ball rolls on the greens and the different breaks. Um, the air is thinner. It's not as humid out here, so the ball flies a little bit further. So you just got to get adjusted to the distances there. But I, I really don't pay much attention to it because I actually do – like a lot of my golf tournaments aren't out here still. Um, I still travel like last week I was in Jacksonville two weeks before that I was in Palm Springs next week I'll be in Vegas 
Yeah, so like I just keep it with the same plan as always. I don't really change anything for this area specifically. I really just kind of focus on my game and, and just the basics, uh, make sure I'm controlling the golf ball and making it do what I want it to do. For sure. Uh, the goal, I mean, your goal to, I guess this is just a question, open, open-minded question of just coming into the game of golf. Um, when you're like flying from state to state like that in different courses, um, and like say like you got like two or three days to like get out and fill the course or whatever, and would you rather spend more time like getting around playing with the irons or like working on the greens like short game? More so, uh, yeah, more so short game for real. Um, you know, like that's the thing with golf that's different than other sports. Like a basketball court here in Scottsdale is going to be exactly the same as a basketball court back in St. Louis, right? The right. free throw lines, 15 feet or whatever it is. Um, Three-point lines the same, all that. But in golf, you know, the hole is still the same, but the grass is different in different spots. The ball reacts to the grass different. The club reacts going through the grass different. So for me, whenever I go to a course and I'll, I'll check it out in practice, um, I'll see, one, where I want to hit my tee shots like what club I need to hit off of here and what area I'm in. And also like where, what areas I need to avoid. Like you don't want to think negative on the golf course saying like, oh, I don't want to hit this right. But in the practice rounds, we kind of figure that part out. Like, okay, I don't want to hit this right. So I'm going to aim on this hole down the left center of the fairway, or I'm going to hit a draw off the, this tee shot here so I can stay to the left, you know? Right. Um, so once I figure out my strategy off the tee, then I'll get a feel for the, you know, how far my irons are flying here, how how the balls reacting on the greens once they land, if they're firm or soft, because um, that takes a factor in how what club I need to play and how far I need to hit the shot. And then I just make some putts and you know see how the, how the greens are reacting, just get a feel for what's what's different from standard for me. Right, man, that's 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 cool to see. That's uh. And that leads me to another question. Uh, within yourself, would you say golf is more of a game of science or mental? No, no, golf's, golf's mental for me. Uh, some guys have taken a scientific approach, but that's just another mental aspect. It's just how they decide to attack the game mentally. So I think it's more mental. Uh, it's all about confidence. You're You're in your head so much playing golf. Like with other sports, it's very reactive, right? You're just out here reacting to the offense while you're playing defense or you're reacting to the defense on which way they go. You're going to go the opposite way. It's just quick instincts. You're not really thinking as much. There's some thought, but in golf, man, you're walking up and down the course, talking to yourself, and you, you're your own mental coach. And if you're that coach in your head that's being completely negative or down, having bad self-talk, tell yourself to do the wrong things here and there, um, it, it'll tr- tremendously affect your game. So in golf, it's just it's golf's the most mental sport that I know, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah, golf is way harder than just going up there and shooting a free throw or catching a ball or fielding the ball. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. uh, it's hard to get on the green in two, two or three. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh how can young oh at this time, this this is a great great time. I usually let people ask a question for me. Do you have something? Okay, let's do this one. So I'm gonna take this from my, my boys. They had a podcast um called birdies not bs and they discontinued it but they always used to ask this question um 
it was rap foursome. So the question is, if you were able to play golf with three rappers, dead or alive, mm-hmm. or R&B singers, who would they be? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay. Because uh, we've seen lately, too, I, I don't consider him a rapper, but I don't know if you've seen, like, DJ Khaled jump all in with the game of golf. Yeah, that, yeah. that fool is addicted. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seen him. Uh, but who I actually would, you know, Schoolboy Q? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, hopped he in the game. He's hopped in the game and uh he has like that he has that he's brought some swag to it too. So I'd like to I think it'd be cool out there to play eighteen with him and just see where his head's at on like the, the culture and like the black swag of golf and bringing it to the course and making it acceptable, you know. Uh I feel like that's a big thing within golf, like having your swag up and, you know, feel good, play good. You know what I mean? So right, absolutely. He I think he definitely has that. Uh I'm gonna have to bring Uncle Snoop out there just to have the good times. Uncle Snoop, I think. Okay, he, so you all West Coast so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring Uncle Snoop. I think <laughs> I think he'd be good out there. You know, oh, let me get a mulligan, nephew. Uh, I think he'd just be a good time. Be a good time, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think he'd be a good right. time out there. Uh, I'm gonna take Khaled too. I gotta see that swing. He lining it up. He out there. He cracking me up. He funny. He funny. Man, he all into it. His energy so crazy. I take Khaled and uh, give me a uh, 21 Savage. He he does a little golfing. Uh, I'd like to have him out there on the course and uh just seeing what he's about and how he came about the rap game and stuff. And he's a very humble dude that's, you know, out the streets and still alive. So it's a, uh, it's definitely cool to just see how them guys are maintaining. So I think, yeah, that'd be man, cool. you ain't picked the, the St. Louis boy. You picked the homie Nelly. Nelly. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Nope. I didn't think about that, right. but it's uh, so great. So when I saw him, when I was working as a director of instruction at Top Golf. Uh, he used to come out there all the time, and he was out there with like the owner, one of the owners of the Cardinals. And Nelly actually hit the ball. Like really? I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. He actually, he be, he actually kind of about it. You ever seen uh, Tatum hit it? No, I ain't seen. I know he got that tournament um, this summer with the second annual tournament. Did I haven't you, seen him hit it yet. Did you get invited? Not yet. I won't be. I mean, I'll be on tour, but I, I, I'm looking to reach out to some people to see if they need some help for sure. Got you. Got you. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, how can, where did you start? Like, so how did you get about being able to play on tour and did you have to go collegiate? Like what was your career like? Yeah. So my career, the way I explain it is it's, uh, a career of taking kind of two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward. It's just that up and down progress. Um, I ended up going to college in Kentucky at a school called Georgetown college. Mm-hmm. Not the university, which I thought that's where I was going when I got offered the scholarship. <laughs> I thought I was about to be a Hoya uh, out there in D.C., but it was only about five hours down the road, down 6440 in Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, it was cool, though, man. It was an NAIA school. I learned how to compete. I was always winning and in contention. I was All-American. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to play professional golf. And then... I, so I turned professional and played in my first off professional event on the APGA tour, which I still play today. Um, the week after I graduated college, so I, my first tournament was in Houston, Texas, uh, at a course called Wildcat. I finished eighth, I believe, and made about three hundred, like like just under four hundred bucks, and Dang. thought I was doing something big. And little did I know, I barely made my, I didn't even make my expenses back, so I, I actually didn't even make a profit, but. I was just happy to be back out there playing, man, for the first time chasing the dream. Uh, that's what's up, man. So, you know, with the PGA Tour and Live, but PGA, like, 
having elevated courses now and stuff and elevated purses and stuff uh, and making things for like if you missed a cut now that you it's not getting into your expenses and all that uh is that the is that the end goal or are you just kind of chilling in the apga no 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 man the apga is a is a developmental tour that i'm honored to be a part of you know, i've won several times on that tour um the money's getting good they're getting more sponsors People are getting a lot of opportunities, but that tour is still a developmental tour. And the goal for all of us is to make it on the PGA tour someday consistently. So uh, that's my goal. And then, I mean, shoot. And if the live is throwing money the right way, it's, it's a price for almost everyone. No, um, for sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fool. I wouldn't turn down generational wealth for, for much. So, and I, and I can still play golf, but the goal is definitely to compete at the highest level. No, for sure. Um, how can young golfers like me that, you know, can't go to college, get guided to the right direction to like playing good competition or, you know, maybe getting to the right place of deserving to walk on or something like that? Yeah. So there's, um, there's always good tournaments to play in. There's local tournaments, amateur tournaments. And, you know, the thing that Tiger's dad always did with Tiger growing up was, it helped him build confidence by playing in events that he knew he could win. Like he never jumped him into tournaments that he had no chance of winning um, to hurt his confidence. I think that's a good, good route for a lot of people that are already looking to compete, you know, play with your buddies a little bit and don't jump to those national tournaments, maybe just a little bit once every now and then to get some exposure, but start small and start winning, then go to the next level, start, you know, play a bigger tournament and start, uh, winning there so w w the internet's a very powerful tool there's you can look up amateur tournaments in your st louis area or whatever city that you're in there are a lot of them and there's usga events uh the united states golf association that yeah, has can, a lot of amateur events and old you, qualifiers can you explain to me like more what that is i see it everywhere but i don't know what it is yeah it's just our governing body for golf um the, the rules of golf and it hosts several of our major championships such as the u.s open the u.s amateur which i played in before in the 2010 um they have the u.s junior amateur the women's amateur and all that so they're just our nation's championships they're really prestigious tournaments when i played in the u.s amateur everything was first class they gave us a complimentary Lexus to drive around um, and it was the top players in the world or amateurs in the world out there. So you, they have qualifiers all over the country for a relatively cheap price. I think it might, it might be like 250, $200 just to qualify and you'll play against the top eight players in your city or region to qualify for those amateur championships at a really nice course. So I, I can, you know, once, once the amateurs and players get to a certain point where they can shoot around par or mid seventies, I'd recommend them giving that a try for sure, just to get that exposure. Okay, cool. That's what's up. That's that's, that's yeah. That's definitely what's up. Um, but it starts too. I'll say it starts too with getting a coach. Like yes. all the players, you got to get a coach, and your coach will guide you to where you need to be. Your coach will know. Um, the PGA certified coaches would know where you can play in whether it's the golf channel am tour there's some small professional events they would know but get a coach stick with them and improve with them that's what's up 
Um, let's talk some St. Louis to Arizona talk. Uh, what's what's something you're coming back home and getting food wise, and what's what's the go to out there? Man, it's, I'm struggling out here. Well, it's good Mexican <laughs> food. They got good Mexican food. Now the problem is they don't have. It's not a lot of black-owned restaurants out here. Right, and right. It's not a lot of barbecue. I haven't found a barbecue spot out here yet. <laughs> so when I went home, I had Chinese. I had to go to the Rice House. Mm. Uh, they got like Chinese food here, but that's not the Rice House. That's different. Right. Uh, so I, I had that. And then my dad came in and brought me a snoop, which anywhere Ooh. else, Arizona, Florida, everywhere else I've been, if I mention snoop, people don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And they look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them what it is. <laughs> but man, I love me a little snoop every now and then for sure. So when I come home, I got, I had some rice, Chinese food, and then I had a, a snoop, some barbecue. That's what's up, man. Yeah. St. Louis is a... Uh... Definitely home of the Rice House. Come to St. Louis. Right. Gotta gotta get the some Chinese. Yeah. And ask, and so. ask someone that's from St. Louis. Just don't go to any China Chinaman. You gotta ask somebody, ask them what they like, and then hit that up. Facts. And it might seem kind of sketchy when you get to them. Uh, it might not seem <laughs> safe, but you gonna be <laughs> you gonna be all right. Yeah, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. You uh, uh you right. like the St. Pauls? No, I, I don't do that, man. I just keep it simple, man, with the chicken fried rice uh, and the pork fried rice. Yeah, I'd be all on it. Uh, I'd be all on that, man. If you ever do get time to come back home, try the black owned uh, Chinaman on uh, Jefferson, man. It's called Lefties. They're really good. They're, they got really yes, they're really good. They got bro, they got some of the best duck. Like it's hard to get some fired duck and noodle, but they got some duck and noodle like that's good. I don't know if you like Dang. that, but yeah, but they got I, I all can that. do that. Yeah, they got okay, and they got egg rolls. Like they got different choices. Uh, I was just, they got the Southwest, the Southwest chicken egg roll with the corn and stuff, bro. Just different from pork and stuff. Like I like them options. You know what I mean? Like right, uh, right. So I was like, all right, I can get down with y'all. Ain't got black on. That's what's up. Heck yeah, solid there. Yeah, I wish we had some more black on. Like just soul food spots out here in Arizona. I ain't found one yet, so. If somebody uh, knows of any good ones out here, just please message me, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you do some things with the Golf Channel, right? I have, yeah, I've been on several shows. Do you uh do you have like background in communication or like what what's come about that? Like, can you tell me a little bit more about that. Actually, yeah, man. So when I was in school, it seems like the typical athlete. Uh, kind of education or degree, but I did major in communications because I knew even along the way, like before then, uh, before I graduated or got to college, I was always doing public speaking and speaking on behalf of golf um, for that, for the most part, and representing different companies that, you know, that sponsored me or were trying to invest in several golfers or golf companies. I knew that if golf didn't work out or even if it did, I feel like com communications and marketing um, would, would supplement my whatever my endeavors in my life and what I was doing. It was something I can add to the game of golf through communications and sharing a message. So um, that's really, you know, and then the, the Golf Channel thing just came really from me playing golf. Um, I was on there. They had a big hit TV show called uh, Big Break Myrtle Be or Big Break. And I was on uh, Big Break Myrtle Beach season 22. And from there, they really took my brand as a person 
nationwide. Like a lot of people knew me locally and then regionally some people know me here, but with Big Break, they had 3 million viewers every week. Um, it was like the third, yeah, it was like the third longest running, uh, reality show after Survivor and Big Brother. And obviously they didn't get, I mean, those were really big, but Big Break had, I mean, they were, had a lot of following viewers. So that, that really, you know, propelled my brand to another level to where I can be influential, uh, what they call now the, you know, influencer in a way. No, for sure. And that's definitely, uh. That's like that's kind of what I would see myself in. I just uh, like I I just enjoy the game of golf and stuff. But like with my within the podcast and stuff, like I you know maybe you know media credentials and stuff that have more sit downs with you know these guys on the tour and stuff and get them a different kind of interview than just the CBS type of vibe. But you know just be able to kick it with them and stuff. Like I want to hopefully I can get to that world one day. So I just want to ask you that question and how you came about it, because that's, that's really, yeah, cool. it was fortunate with me, but, and, but what you're doing and talking about is very necessary. Like I was, I was listening to a podcast and interview with this guy from um, overseas, like over in the UK. Um, he was on control, like president of some black golf, UK corporation or something like that, or group. And he was saying like, over here in the States, we try to grow the game of golf but we're preaching to the choir like we talk to golfers we we give put out content that golfers would like and they'll talk to do interviews with past golfers and things like that but they did interviews somebody like you just getting into the game of golf that looks different that looks like most of the outsiders that we're trying to bring back into or bring into the game that'd be more more effective to growing the game of golf than just preaching to the choir right so just keep doing right in respect to all them guys you know the uh you know, the, the guys that call the game of golf because they're awesome. But I think they could have them young guys, young lights like me and you, you know, walking around trying to talk their knowledge and, you know, talking about it and interviewing. That's how you get – that's how you grow the, the PGA Tour and, like, especially with what's going on with Liv, you know what I mean? You got to get – you got to do something, like, you got to get in the creator and influencer world a lot different, and you know what I mean? That's how you do that. Absolutely. And, you know, I got my boy, so I'm real cool with Roger Steele. Um for real? Bradford Wilson. Yeah, Roger's my boy. We would, yeah, I've known Roger since way since he had like six thousand followers or you know, like like a couple before he got on to where he is now. But I, it's been amazing to see that um what he's done in the game and how the game is accepting him. So we need more definitely I think he's opened the, the gate and the door for more um of us to come in and, and help, you know, put our impact on the game and influence other people outside the game of golf to just really see it for what it is um which is uh, you know cool cool sport man cool time to kick it with your boys and girls and you know just have fun for the rest of your life out here no for sure and yeah something we're about to bring so i uh i record the studio i record out of we're called the barn so like we got like 10 different platforms within this and i have a movie podcast a sports betting podcast like all that stuff and this is just the swerving podcast this is my own baby like within outside of all that but i just record here but within the barn we got like a lot of different stuff going like that and uh we're actually about to start a we're about to start a uh a golf podcast like at different courses and stuff and i really want to bring light to like the courses around st louis because there's really a, a lot of nice courses for you know that are very like not a lot of money to play and i feel like right. people go play these big names and stuff but 
I've been trying to like bring more light to them and just how the holes and how nice of courses they actually are. And people can go pay 25, 30 bucks for 18 holes and really enjoy it, you know? Yeah, not get crushed with it. That's yeah, good. That's of, one thing I do miss about St. Louis. Out here in Arizona, golf is way too expensive and hard to come by. Well, you're paying 100 around, ain't you? I, I wish you wish. I mean, I got a good <laughs> oh my deal, but especially now in the winter time because it's their their prime season. Everybody like flocks here. Mm-hmm. If you got if you want to play a decent course, it's it's getting up to one seventy five. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's bad. I, I really haven't played much golf. I mean, I got a little membership somewhere, but geez, man, it's crazy out here. I miss I miss being home where the folks took care of me very nicely. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would say that, man. I've been to different states, and, like, in Missouri, we got some cheap golf. We, yeah. We have some cheap golf. Man, let's dive into some Q&A. I got some Q&A for you, and uh, I'll, get you, right, I'll get you out of here. Uh, build build me, build yourself between three go- golfers from the driver, your irons, and your putter, three different golfers on the tour. Okay, so we got uh, Roy McIlroy is the best driver ever right now. Yeah, like ever probably not not just right now ever. Yes. Um, can I use Tiger even though he's not? Yeah. Like, is it sure. just now? No, you can. Yeah, that's fine. Tiger's okay. still on tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Tiger's iron game, and man, when Jordan Spieth was hot with that putter, it was unstoppable. It was amazing. But he hasn't. No, I still take Jordan Spieth with his putter. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. I would probably take all the t- all the same, but I'm taking Patrick Cantlay's putter. I like yeah, his, I like, he, I like yeah. his form. I like just how he sets up. Like he hasn't been playing like top. He hasn't been playing top ten ish in a few weeks, but I like how his his routine. He comes about it, sets it up, reads it well, and just really like it's a good stroke. It's a good stroke. And when he, and when he gets it rolling, it's scary too. When he starts, I mean, because he takes it deep, he'll throw sixty one on you quick. Oh yeah, who's uh who's one golfer you really like study? That's playing now. Uh the whole field is nasty, bro. Like they're all so good. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody, it's, everybody's got their own bits and pieces, dog. Like, so I practice. Uh, well. I'm out at a course where uh, John Rahm and those guys and Tony Fina are a lot. And John Rahm is just hot right now. Um, so I like to pick his brain. I'll, I'll sneak over and look at watch him practice a little bit. I don't really mimic or imitate anything in his golf swing, but just seeing what his ball does is amazing. Stop right there. I was just going <laughs> to say that. Um, man, golf is uh... – you really can't try to mimic anyone's swing. You can just take some small things and try to put it in your swing, can't you? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to answer your question, I guess if I would look at anybody's swing the most, it would probably be like, I mean, I can't help but to look at Tiger videos and Adam Scott videos. Yep. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Tiger helped me. I, I was watching that video he made with Dwayne Wade and I was having a problem with just like, I don't know what I was doing, topping the ball or something. And, Tiger said, uh, D Wade asked Tiger, he said, how, how high should I tee the ball? And he said, uh, he said like a, a ball and a half, like a ball and a half above the club face or something like that. And I start hitting it way better. I start hitting it way better. Half ball above the club face. I start hitting it so much yep. better. I was like, Just man. Just simple things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a question I ask everyone. Would you rather have $10 million in one setting or – a million dollars every year for ten years, and why? No, give me that ten million. I'm gonna figure it out. All <laughs> right. 
first of all, it's not promised that I that I'm gonna live ten years. But um, no, I think I could find some ways to invest it and, and a little bit more. To I mean, getting ten percent back is pretty good already. It's guaranteed, but. Yeah, I think I can find a better <laughs> way to invest that money. I figure it out. Just, but the main reason is them, me living an extra ten years ain't promised. Okay, okay. <laughs> I respect that. Everyone has a different answer. Everyone has a different answer. Um, yeah, and I'm responsible too, though. Like I don't spend like I mean I say that now because I don't have ten million in my pocket, but I don't I don't I'm not gonna, I think I'm pretty responsible with money, and uh, I I don't think I'll blow through it like crazy. Right. Um. Your your dream your dream match play partner and match play ver- like the group you're playing against. All right, all right. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm, I'm not gonna pick Tiger. I didn't say a Tiger enough. Uh, let's go with dang, but I didn't say Rory too already. Give me, <laughs> Tiger and Rory. Give me one of right the give now, me one dog. of the young guys that's hot on the tour. Give me one of the young guys. Okay, let me think. Who's young? Twenty-five to thirty. I mean, Cameron Young kind of pretty solid. Man. No, he, he is just good. Almost won. He is good. Yeah, he, and I grew up. It's crazy because I didn't know when I was in Orlando in the winter time. He would come to my course in the winter as a kid and practice out there. And I I didn't know until I saw him almost win. I think it was one of the majors he was in the hunt for, and they showed a picture of his mom and dad saying that. He used to go down to Orlando, and I recognized his mom. And I was like, dang, that boy was out there grinding on the course with me. I remember talking to him about going to Wake Forest and all this stuff. And look at him now, just out there on tour, just balling out. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, nah, he, he's pretty solid. I just like, I mean, because I, I guess I could say I've I seen him come up through the ranks and where he is now. I, I like what he got going. That's what's up. Uh who would you? Who would be like your dream? Like, okay, you'd probably play with him. Who would be like a good two you want to play against and like feel like you'd give you that fire matchup? So it's kind of unfair because it's not. I'm gonna take it off of the PGA Tour okay. right now. But uh, Harold Varner is my boy. Yeah, and we talk so much trash. We've been talking trash about playing against each other for the longest. <laughs> and uh, we, I just haven't been. He keeps trying to get me to come out there to Charlotte, but I'm not going out there. <laughs> I know Tom Sue. But to get, to find him inside the ropes and to just bust, just beat him, that would be, oh, man. He wouldn't be able to live it down. We was actually just texting, talking trash two days, a couple of days ago um, about beating each other <laughs> about next time we play golf, whatever. How's he, uh, enjoy, so, how's he enjoying to live? Uh, we haven't talked much about it. Is I mean, I don't think he's gonna say anything against it right now. But I know he's enjoying that money. Like he's happy. Yeah, everyone. He's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that's the whole thing. Like Dustin Johnson said it the 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 most perfect way on full swing. Like I think anybody's gonna if they're doing the same work and can have more pay, I think they're gonna take that. <laughs> yeah, like his family, his kids, kids, and uh, kids, kids are taken care of now. So. Uh, I'm happy for him, man, because that's like that's one of my good friends. So I'm happy for him for sure. That's what's up. Uh, I'm trying to think this next person. I guess Tony, Tony Finau, he cool. So I, I'll, yeah, that'd be I'll cool. That'd be cool. So Tony and yeah. Harold versus you and Cam. I like yeah, that. I like that. We'll take that. I like that. Give we'll the uh, give the people two shows and two movies to watch. Um, anything 
anything uh, 50 Cent. I don't care. Power. Oh, my gosh. BML. The ghost. All that. Oh, my. Yeah, ghost. You caught all up? That. You caught up on ghost? Yeah, yeah. I'm caught up. I'm Man, caught up. Uh, that ended on the last episode. I was like, dang. I, <laughs> I know. Kane said, I own no you. Spoilers. <laughs> right. I don't know. Oh, you. I'm all, I own you. And we're going to see how he reacts to him. Yeah, I was hot. But speaking of endings for that, though, uh, Snowfall is another one. Oh, yes. That last episode. That, Woo. that that hurt me right there. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was coming, though. As soon as he said he out, yeah. like, you knew it was coming. They ain't going to let him go. Yeah, see, that's kind of how my rap was on this season. Like, I think everyone's going to die, but it's just a matter of who who's who's going to kill who. Right, right. That's a fact. So, I mean, I'm ready for the next episode. I'm ready for that. They got to get stuff moving quick since it's the last uh, season. What's your favorite between the 50 Oh, but movies. Oh, wait, go ahead. What's your favorite out of the shows between the 50 Cent series? Oh, man, it don't even matter, dog. Like, I'm, I still watch the original Power series. I've watched that over, like, four people, times. People are, people are the, the talk right now is, if is Snowfall better than BMF? That's the talk. Uh, no, I'm not gonna get it there yet. I no, got BMF got to get a little off. more time in there. It do, but it cracked. That season, them two seasons crack off. That yeah, dude, they did pop. Every time Lamar came on the street, I'm like, man, he gotta go. <laughs> right, he gotta man, go. Crazy, Lamar's right. I don't, man, getting Lamar out of there. Uh, give me two movies. Uh. I'm gonna go with. Have you seen Creed three yet? Yeah, fire, fire, it's cold man. That whole series is amazing. We could have uh, had, they, fi- they we, had 50, we could have had fifteen more minutes, but I, I, I was okay with it. Yeah, no, it was fine for me. I watched it late, so I was sleepy anyway. I, I want. I mean, that was perfect <laughs> length for me. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, so I say Creed right now, but then, uh, Training Day is one of my favorite all time favorite movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's got to be one that everyone watches if you haven't watched for sure. Yeah, it's man. I, for some reason, I just like drug like movies and Mer- shows. So it's American trading day, paid in full, all that. American, American Gangster, Gangster, yep, all that. Yeah. Um, and last question for me. What you got for me? You got one more. Uh, all right. So me and my boys we was arguing about this again, which we do it every three, four months. MJ or LeBron? Oof, man. I uh, MJ, MJ. The last dance did it for me for MJ. You know, like, his, <laughs> uh, but I I love LeBron James. Like he, you know, LeBron James is. If he gets one more, he's established too. But uh, yeah, man, just MJ's mentality. Like watching the last dance has really put something on me. Like man, like there was nothing gonna stop that man from doing what he was doing. And uh, you know, he just his will to. His will to, you know, win and work, you know, it was either right. get on board and get off board. And, you know, that shook some people the, the wrong way and stuff. And that episode when he was crying, he was like, man, like, I was never trying to be nothing. I just, you know, I wanted to win, you know. And I feel like exactly. that's how you got to be with everything in life, you know, like within this podcast. And, you know, you getting up in the morning, if it's just putting or, you know, hitting a small thing of balls, like small things like that. And that's just stuff I relate to, like, every day in life. And that's why I would say Michael Jordan, you know. Facts, facts. I feel you on that. So, yeah, I feel like uh, besides winning, like Michael Jordan gives you that mentality on life. And LeBron James does too, but more of like entrepreneur stuff, like how to go about like building stuff and bringing your people up. Like he's built a school and done different stuff. So 
I feel like LeBron James is definitely that 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 pedal school that pedestal guy of the black the black figure and how to get up in life through especially through, as an athlete and stay out sure, of trouble for and sure. support and bring other people up yeah, yeah. like how to, how to, like shit's you can wait on shit later in life you know what i mean stay down that's why guys like Tatum yeah. and them got out and stuff you know what i mean so absolutely so, yeah, that's a great all right question. respect it i respect yeah, that's a great question but i love lebron like dude i argue <laughs> I'll never forget that series with the uh with the Warriors and him and Kyrie averaging forty man like sixteen year old me just yelling in front of the TV like that was some of the best moments of my life so like yeah that's crazy no I get it I get it hey you ain't got to defend the LeBron I get it look <laughs> that's the thing that I hate because if I say Jordan they act like I'm saying LeBron the worst player ever no like, no, no LeBron like like I'm not disrespecting him by saying that he number two or three. That's the greatest, but Jordan number one to me. Yeah, I feel like if you put, you know, you put LeBron back in the Jordan area, I feel like LeBron's, I mean, Jordan's still going to find a way to win. LeBron's still going to put yeah, up right. numbers, but Jordan's still going to find a way to win. Getting the rings, absolutely. Dude had, I'm sitting here looking at the Ryman jersey right now. Like, that team, like, everyone was just doing their part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and, and Jordan had made sure they did their part. Mm -hmm. That man, Dennis Ryman, would have 10 boards. And all like seven blocks with no points. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, with no points. <laughs> right, this man right. just, this man just trying to win. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't do that no more. So yeah, Michael Jordan, he just had, he just had a whole different spill in basketball and life at the time. You know, so that's mm -hmm. it's a different, uh, different thing. What would you, what would, uh, what would you go back and tell your eighteen-year-old self? Man, don't quit and believe in yourself as much as possible. Um. And then nothing's, nothing's, nothing's old to you, man. Like you got to get it. You got to work hard. Don't expect anybody to help you. You got to take care of yourself. That's one of the things my grandfather always used to tell me. Have you ever, uh, and I never understood. Go ahead. Have you ever slumped in golf and like wanted to stop? Yeah, I did. I actually had to stop for a while. I stopped for about three years. I was back Dang. in St. Louis. That's teaching. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. COVID got me back into it, man. Like I was injured for a while. So, and when you're injured, without sponsors you know and you're, you're injured so you're not playing good so you're not making money and you just you just going down this rabbit hole this i mean not this rabbit hole but you're just digging yourself in a hole where you're, you're losing money then you start going in debt and you just can't figure out if you need to rest or you can't rest because you got to play in terms to make money but you playing in terms ain't playing good because you hurt right so i just had to stop and i was like man let me chill out so i i went to Started teaching. I went back to St. Louis. I was teaching at Top Golf um, and a course called Stone Wolf out in Fairview oh, yeah. Heights, I've Illinois. Been, I've been meaning to go play that. Their prices are pretty decent. I've been meaning to go out there. Yeah, man, it's solid out there, man. It's a good layout. It's tough. It's tight off the tee, but it's a off the front nine. But it, it's the greens are pretty good now. It's actually in the best shape I've seen it. Cool. In a while, but yeah, that, so that was it, man. And then COVID came, and I was just like. Started, you know, the only thing I could do was play golf. Like, I was out there by myself, nobody within 700 yards of me. And I'm just playing golf by myself. And I'm feeling like, hey, wait a minute. My back ain't hurting. Let me, I, I, oh, wait, I'm hitting good shots. Let me, you know, and I got the love for it again and started, you know, getting back to it. Yeah. And you just got to, uh, I would, I, I would have weeks like that, man. Like, and I'm, I've only been in golf two years, you know, so, and I'm just like, that's how much I love it. So there'll be days like, I'm not shooting happy, but I've been going really hard at it, like range all week, nine holes, you know what I mean? Range in the morning, 18, you know, 
And my friend was like, man, just don't play for like three or four days. And I, you know, I was like, man, you're right, you know. So then you know up. what? And that that's one of the best advice I got from one of my coaches. He was like, when you're digging digging yourself in a hole, stop digging. Yep. And I just had to take a break for a little while. That's what's up, man. Uh, man, Christian, I appreciate your time. What you got going on the rest of the year? And uh, shout out any shout outs you got going on? Anybody want to yeah, shout man. out? Um, you know, I'm getting back on tour. Like I said, I'm playing the rest, most of the APGA schedule. I'll be back home in St. Louis playing in the Metropolitan Amateur mid-May. That's at St. Albans. Um, I'll also be home again for the Ascension Charity Classic um, APGA event in the, no, 1st of August. Uh, shout out to the Ascension um, people. They, they're they my sponsors. I wear them on my sleeves. So, it's uh it's good to be a brand ambassador for a company from back home for sure and have their support um but you know that's it for me right now getting ready just building and getting ready and working with my coach jim park who i just met out here and he's amazing he's, he used to play on the pga tour so he's giving me a lot of good advice and my game's getting better so the, you know the main goal is to get my corn ferry tour card through q school in the spring in the fall and uh that's about it for right now. So, you know, I appreciate it for sure having me out here. No, for sure, man. And uh, one more question. Any uh, any ideas I could could get on uh, how to get out there more and, like, guests within the podcast world? Um, man, just keep, like, just reaching out to people. Social media is so powerful. Just send messages. Like, make a goal to send certain, 10, I don't know, 10 different messages a day trying to reach out to somebody, try to get – you know, ask the questions about their podcast, invite more people to the podcast, uh, get your name out there, um, promote yourself. But, you know, that's the, just stay consistent. I would say that's that's the main thing. Just consistently put out content, man, whether you get four views or, or 4,000 views or whatever, consistently put out content. And then that's one thing I learned from Roger. Like Roger was consistent with his content, man. And like no matter if he was getting the right amount of likes until he figured out his niche. And then went with it. So just keep putting out content, uh, trying stuff and trying stuff and just figuring it out. Because at the end of the day, that's really building that resume, you know? So, exactly. Yep. So you're right, man. Shout out, Roger. Shout out you, man. I appreciate your time and good luck and uh, stay working hard, man, on the, on the grind out here. Oh, we're going to do that for sure. Yes, yes, sir. And I have this, uh, this episode will air. This episode will air Thursday morning. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. All right, man. I appreciate your time. I bet. Appreciate it. We out.